Well, good morning again, and uh, hope you'll be praying for us during the time that we try to gather ourselves together here this morning, and we'll try to get this thing turned on, and uh, look at that this morning. So, uh, as many of you know, and we've been trying to study over the last uh, number of weeks uh, and look at some portions of Scripture uh, that have to do with uh, taking heed uh, you know, the, the term or phrase that God has used in His Word for us to take heed. Uh, we talked about and started a number of weeks ago in a portion of Scripture that we find in the second chapter of the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to just kind of summarize real quickly where we are and what we've discussed and then try to uh, get into a point or two this morning if the Lord would bless us uh, to continue down this trail. But in uh, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, uh, after he has exalted the Lord Jesus Christ in verses, uh, as we look in verses, uh, uh, the first chapter, verses 1 through 14, the first chapter talking about Christ is better than angels, better than, better than Abraham, better than the prophets, uh, better than anything that we might, uh, that we might look at along those lines. He, he gets to the point here in, in chapter 2 and says, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And he goes on, uh, that word slip, of course, as we've mentioned on a number of occasions here as we've looked at this, uh, is talking about like a leaky bag, like a like slipping away from us. And that's the way we are. We're kind of like leaky vessels uh, when it comes to God's Word. We hear it. Uh, we've, we're charged up about it while we're here. And then we go out the door and we're like, uh, yeah, now what was that point? <laughs> uh, so things slip away from us. And he tells us, Take, uh, give them more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Why? Because the children of Israel, and, and I guess that's the whole lesson as we go on into the book of Hebrews, the children of Israel didn't take heed to what God told them. Uh, and because they didn't take heed to what God told them, uh, both in following after Him and, and keeping the commandments and the laws and the things that God had taught them, uh, because they didn't take the more earnest heed to that, to the things they had heard, it slipped away from them when God commanded them to go across the Jordan River and, and uh, uh, that He would give them the land of Canaan there. Uh, they refused to go in because there were giants and there were walled cities and whatever other excuses that they had at the time. And, uh, you know, for us today, we can look back on that and we say, oh, boy, that sure was dumb, you know. How many excuses, though, do we make uh, about our service to God and about doing what God has commanded us to do? Uh, and and uh, so we're not giving the more earnest heed to the things we've heard either. <laughs> so, uh, so for us to look down on them uh, is something we shouldn't do. But we ought to take the more earnest heed to the things we've heard from the Word of God. We carried on from that, went into a portion of Scripture, uh, and briefly mentioned, I guess, some things in 2 Timothy, uh, where he talks about, or is it 1 Timothy? In uh, 1 Timothy, where he talks about uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the uh, young preacher Timothy, uh, and telling him that he ought to uh, take heed to thyself, and to them that hear thee, uh, take heed to thyself and to the doctrine. Continue to the, continue in them for doing this. Thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So uh, that's First uh, Timothy chapter four verse sixteen. And so he says, okay, so. Timothy, you take heed, uh, the word doctrine simply means teaching. So, Timothy, you take heed to the teaching that you're teaching. <laughs> uh, Timothy, uh, if you're going to get up and teach, you need to take heed to what you're teaching and set the right example because if you're not taking heed to the doctrine, 
uh, how are you going to save yourself uh, from this old untoward world that you're in? Uh, and how are those that are, are hearing you, how are they going to be saved? That word saved simply means delivered. How are they going to be delivered uh, from the teachings and the things of this world if you're not taking heed to that, to the doctrine and to thyself and to the doctrine? So, Timothy, take heed to what you're saying. If you're going to get up and teach people, you need to be taking heed to it too. Uh, and we kind of can get into that a little bit if you think uh, we may get to that this morning uh, with the time that we have. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the Jesus, one of his take heed messages was, take heed to the leaven of the Pharisees. And what was he trying to tell the uh, those that he was teaching at that time about what they were to take heed to? Well, he was telling them, uh, for the Pharisees, he said, they get up and speak uh, t- uh, and lay great uh, things on you, but they themselves don't do it. Right, So that was the leaven of the Pharisees, that they would get up and teach that you ought to do this while they themselves did not do it. Uh, that falls right back into this take heed here with Timothy. Uh, take heed to thyself and to the doctrine, Timothy. If you're going to get up and speak it, you need to be living it yourself. Don't be like those Pharisees that Jesus was talking about. Uh, take heed to the leaven of the Pharisees. They're out there doing whatever they want to do while they're getting up and laying weight, great and weighty, weighty things on you. So again, both of these examples are examples, I guess, guess to... Uh, uh, specifically to the ministry, but as I've tried to tell uh, tell us as we've talked about these things over the last number of weeks, all of us are teaching people something. Uh, we're to be uh, we're to be a light unto God's uh, God's people. We're to be a light into our household, to our family, to our neighbors, and to our friends. Uh, a light of sense so that we're letting the light of Jesus Christ shine out through us. So uh, in that in that in that sense, that sense, sense we're, we're teaching people something. And if we're talking, well, everybody ought to get up and go to church on Sunday morning, or we ought to be living the life of a Christian here in this world. Then we're not living it ourselves out here in the world that we're living in. Then what are we teaching? the people around. We're, we're almost like the leaven of the Pharisees, and we're almost like the admonition of Paul to Timothy here, where he tells him, take heed to thyself. Uh, pay attention to what you're doing. You know, uh, uh, it's almost would go back to, again, to some of the things that Jesus was talking about when he says uh, this whole thing about that so many of the world, people in the world like to quote today, judge not lest thou, also, lest thou be judged, you know, so forth. Uh, well, uh, they, they missed the whole point of this because the whole point of what Jesus was saying there in the book of Matthew was this. He says, uh, uh, get, the, get the log out of your eye before you're worried about the moat that's in somebody else's eye. Uh, and so... The same thing would apply here, you know. Take heed to thyself, Timothy. Uh, pay attention to what you're doing and what you're teaching. Uh, if in, in doing that, you will both deliver yourself, save yourself from a lot of trouble and problems, but you'll also help those that are hearing you because not only will you, will you be teaching it, but you'll also be setting the right example in doing that. So a uh, so couple of take heed so far uh, that we've talked about, summarizing. Take heed, give the more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Uh, take heed to the doctrine, the teachings, and uh, and in doing that, you'll save yourself and those that hear you. Then we transitioned in teaching this. We transitioned over to the Old Testament, uh, a number of places in Exodus in the book of Deuteronomy where he told them there, take heed to the commandments that I've given you. Uh, and he, and he, uh, and also then he, he told them to take heed that they not be worshiping idols. And so uh, we could take that and summarize that. We have done that here over the last number of weeks. Uh, we should also be taking heed to the commandments. Why? Uh, because God's Word is good for us. Living the kind of life that God has laid out in His Word is good for us. It's good for our families. It's good for our country. Uh, 
the good Lord knows our country could sure use some people that were more paying more attention to what God's Word teaches uh, and how we conduct ourselves. Uh, so last week, uh, we turned over to a portion of Scripture that we find in Psalm 39, and we spent quite a bit of time talking about that. In fact, a whole uh, the whole sermon was spent talking about a portion of Scripture that we find in Psalm 39 and 1, uh, where it says, uh, David says this, I, I said, I will take heed to my ways. Uh, that I sin not with my tongue. Uh, so we spent the whole sermon last week talking from the, both the book of James and here in the in this book of Psalms that we're to take heed to our ways, how we're acting, how we're conducting ourselves, uh, that we not sin with our tongue. And we emphasize the point that today, uh, so many of us, uh, uh, you know, we and I go I go back over my twenty or 30, 20, 30 years of preaching, you know, and think about how I've talked about the tongue over the years and how it's a little member and it kindles a great fire and all those things that are talked about there in James. Uh, but today, uh, the tongue can can express itself in more ways than just what we say. Uh, today, the tongue gets people in trouble on Facebook, on Twitter, on text messaging, uh, uh, because the tongue is taking all kinds of new forms out there that suddenly, I can speak what I want to say out there and put it in, uh, uh, but now it's in print and it's safe for everybody to hear it uh, and read it uh, and see it. Uh, so the tongue is taken new forms. And David says, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. So David David had learned a lesson that, you know, we need to be paying attention to what we say. Uh, and then... Uh, we also talked about uh, uh, there in Hebrews chapter uh, 2 again, uh, give the more earnest heed to the things you've heard. Uh, well, uh, we turn over to Mark chapter 4. Uh, we find over there that, the, uh, that Jesus Christ said, uh, take heed what you hear. Uh, so we're to be uh, not only taking it, giving the more earnest heed to the things we've heard about our Lord and about our Savior Jesus Christ, but we also need to be giving the more take heed to what we hear, uh, and that's what we're listening to, and what we're paying attention to, what's driving our thoughts and our direction uh, in this life. We could go down the, the line of the news media that drives our thinking and what we're listening to there. We get we can get overexposed to too much of that. I don't. Uh, I'm not an advocate of being ignorant of what's going on in the world, uh, but you can get too overexposed to things in, in many different areas, and so it'll begin to drive the way you think and the way you look at things. Same thing can happen to people that spend too much time on Facebook. Uh, they get to spending so much time there, they get engulfed by all of that that's going on out there uh, that they have no control over and it really uh, begins to affect them spiritually and, uh, and mentally in so many ways. So, that's kind of the summary of some of the things we've said that the Bible says about taking heed to. Take heed to the things that we've heard about Jesus Christ. Take heed uh, to His commandments. Take heed to the doctrine. Uh, in doing that, you shall save yourselves and those that hear you. Uh, take heed that we don't uh, be and that we're not worshiping idols. You say, "Well, brother Charles, we don't have a problem with that." You stop and think about it for a little while. You will, uh, and you'll realize that there's things that we make idols out of in this life. That uh, uh, whether it be our sports teams, or whether it be our children, or our grandchildren, or our husbands and our wives, or maybe whatever else, our jobs and other things that can become our idols, uh, and we begin to worship them. So uh, all idols are not just wood, hay, and stubble, and things that gold and silver and those things that are mentioned in the, in the scriptures so prominently. So uh, if we can for just a little while, now that we've gotten through all of that. Uh, uh, a little bit this morning. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 6. And as we share the time together here this morning, we'll be trying to 
to be mindful. Jesus, of course, has gone through the Sermon on the Mount. And as he's done that, uh, we find here in this, uh, uh, in this sixth chapter now of the, uh, the book of Matthew, uh, he begins to talk about some things that we need to take heed to. And it's our, I think the one way of summarizing this would be uh, taking heed to our spirit. You know, and the and our attitude, and our pride, and our arrogance. So as he's he's talking to these people here, he says, "Take heed that you do not your alms before men." Uh, so you say, "Okay, well, what's an alms? <laughs> that's our charity. Uh, that's our donations, so whatever it might be. The things that we give to other people uh, in a in a charitable way." He says, "Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them." So you're not not that you're not to do it in a worldly sense, but he's saying, don't be doing it for a show. Don't be going around making a big deal out of what you're doing for other people or whatever. He says, the Lord knows that's really all that matters, you know, in, in, doing, in doing that. Sometimes we'll talk about some of the charitable things that we've done uh, that we do here as a church. And I, but, but I don't think we do it within the walls. It's not like we're talking about going out and bragging about what all we're doing about certain things. And so he says, take heed that you do your alms before men, uh, to, uh, that you do not your alms before men to be seen to them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Uh, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee. Don't go out and make a big announcement and go out and say, well, I just want to get up and announce this morning. I, I gave $500 down to the local, uh, the local charity. Uh, well, good for you, brother. I'm glad you did that, but uh, did we really need to announce that here in the, uh, in the church? Or did you need to put a note in the paper that said, look what I did uh, uh, and how much we gave and so forth. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have the have glory of men verily i say unto you they have their reward they get the praise of men and that's what they were looking for when they did it anyway well but our charitable the true heart of our charity is to be that we're doing it because that's what god commands us to do i i'll tell you in the last uh Brother Adam, Brother Adam has uh, convicted all of us if we've been here, uh, whether it's in the book of Matthew or in the book of Deuteronomy, but particularly on Wednesday nights as we've gone through the book of Deuteronomy and we've looked at some of the things that it talks about, uh, how we're to uh, take care of the strangers uh, and how part of the commandment to the children of Israel is the strangers that were among them, which meant the people that were the non-Israelites, the non-Jews that were among them, they were to take care of them. That's the whole basis and, and uh, the things that were laid out how they were to leave for the poor and the needy, and they were to leave things in the field so that people could glean. You know, they weren't to glean all the way into the corners uh, as they were picking their, their crops. They were to leave some that the poor might have something that they could come in because that was part of their charitable giving. They were also to give uh, not only a tithe of the things that they had for the, for, their, for the donations and the help of the ministry of the Levites, but they were also at certain times every two to three years, there were special offerings that they were to give because these things were to be used for charity uh, and so forth, to be among uh, the children of Israel. So he says, take heed that you do your do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father. Uh, he says, and when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet uh, before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have the glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest thine alms... I mean, this is this is all, all, sometimes when you read the the language of what Jesus is saying, uh, 
it's almost like, wow, uh, do not thine, when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what the right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and that thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So uh, he's, he's definitely saying we ought to be doing alms, but he, but uh, you know, you know what, you know what we do sometimes. I think if I'm convicting myself, I'm convicting whatever. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, sometimes I think we say, well, you know, <clears throat> nobody knows about it. So if nobody knows about it, then do I really have to do anything? Uh, you know, and that's not what the commandment is. The commandment is is for us to be charitable to those that are around us, but not to go around making a big deal out of it. And he doesn't say because it's in secret, don't do anything. Nobody will know that either. No, that's not the point. God knows, and you know. And you know what God's Word has told us to do. So as we're thinking about uh, how, uh, how we can be charitable in the things of God's, uh, of giving uh, in the things of God, then uh, uh, I think we, we have some things laid out for us here in God's Word. So uh, let's, uh, let's take, take a look at uh, maybe at least one or two more. Let's turn over, uh, that, well, we'll turn to uh, Matthew chapter 16 because that's the one I've already uh, quoted this morning a little bit. Uh, the Pharisees also, verse uh, uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came tempting and desiring him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Uh, and uh, he answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. <clears throat> a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it except uh, but the sign of the uh, sign of the prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, uh, saying, uh, uh, it is because uh, it is because we have taken no bread. So they uh, they were listening to what Jesus was telling them when he says, "Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees." They were, oh, he's actually getting on to us because we forgot to bring some bread over here. And uh, and when Jesus perceived what they were saying, he says, "Oh, ye of little faith, why reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread?" Do you not, do you not do you yet not understand or neither remember the five loaves of, of the five thousand and the and the many baskets you took up? Do you not remember how I fell the multitudes with just a few fishes and a few loaves? Bread's not your problem. <laughs> Natural bread is not your problem. I can uh, I can take a little bit of nothing. In fact, he could just make bread appear if he wanted to. Uh, uh, but he says I can I can feed you with fishes and loaves, and I can feed the five thousand. Quit worrying about the natural thing so much. That's not what I'm teaching you about. Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000, how many baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not uh, to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Uh, and then understood they how that he bade them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And so... Uh, he was teaching them and telling them, don't be listening, uh, uh, or, or, you know, they're teaching good things, but don't do like they do, because they teach and do not. 
and so uh, whether it's uh, if I stand up here too much and talk about, well, you need to be charitable at everything. We need to give more charity. We need to do more of this. And then I don't do it myself. I'm giving. I'm setting a bad example of the things that uh, that we're getting up here and talking about. If I get up here and talk about uh, how we're to love our neighbors and forgive one another, but I'm not very forgiving or I'm not very loving of those that are around me, then I'm teaching you the wrong lesson and not showing and setting the example for how things should be done. So uh, beware, he said, of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Of course, we also know that the the Pharisees, as they talked about doing the law, they were very strict about that, uh, but they were, uh, as he taught in a number of places, they were all big about keeping, uh, as Brother Adam, I guess, mentioned a few weeks ago, they were worried about the outside of the vessel, keeping it outside, but in, inside they were full of dead men's bones. And so uh, uh, they were trying to look good on the outside, but not looking too good in their heart and in the, in the things that they were doing. Meantime, we talk about the Sadducees. The Sadducees didn't believe in the, regis- the resurrection. So he says, beware of their doctrines, their teachings, and the things that you're teaching. Uh, don't fall down that line. So take heed. Uh, to the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Take heed about the things of our alms and the things that we're doing there. Uh, and finally, we'll turn over, and I guess we'll, we'll close with this one this morning. In the 18th chapter of this same book of Matthew, I'm not, I'm not putting these things in a particular order. I'm just kind of going through what the Scriptures teach about this. We'll get over to some really good things over in the book of Luke maybe uh, next week as we look through this. But here in the 18th chapter, uh, and for those of us that have been here and been hearing the sermons on the book of Matthew, we've heard this thing, this thing before. Uh, but he tells us here in the 18th chapter, and I'll just skip down to the, to the actual verse real quick. 18th chapter of Matthew, verse 10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. So uh, we're not to despise children. We're not to despise one of God's little children. Now you know God's little children come in all types and forms. Sometimes, sometimes you can be a child in the things in the, in the things of the Lord. You'd be uh, up in your seventies or 80, 80 years old, uh, and uh, sometimes you can be a child of the Lord uh, at a very young age. Uh, uh, but I'm talking about coming forward, declaring the things of God. But He says, "Take heed that you despise not one of God's little children." Don't be envious. Don't be despising the fact of what God has done for them or doing for someone else. Uh, he's also talking about, as he, as he actually talked about this here in Matthew 18, uh, uh, he talks about the fact that we need to be converted and become as a little child. Uh, back in the uh, verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except you become converted and become as, a little, ch- as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so he begins to talk about humbling ourselves like little children, uh, being like they are sometimes just so meek and so innocent. I'll tell you, there's, there's nothing like uh, looking at some of the littlest ones that we have in here and how uh, if, I call, if, I, if I called Rose's name, uh, you know, it'd probably be like uh, offend. But, you know, she's just so sweet. Uh, she's a, she's got such a humble heart. Well, you know, yeah, okay. So you've been up all night with her, right? But uh, but she's still so sweet. I mean, uh, she's just the sweetest little thing. Got a sweet little humble spirit about her, except when she wants to be fed or when she wants to go to bed, or except. <laughs> so anyway, but you understand what I'm saying? Just uh, you know, and he says, except you humble yourselves. You know what we think about with the little children a lot of times. You know, they're totally dependent on us. 
those little babies, they you know they can get by for a little while, but uh, you left you leave them alone, uh, leave them to themselves, they're doomed. And so they're totally a hundred percent dependent upon what the parents can do for them. So he says, humble yourselves like a little child. Uh, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever shall receive one such little one in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he was drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses. Uh, for it must needs be that offenses may come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. So he says offenses are going to happen, but you know what? Woe to the man by whom they come. We need to be careful about offending, uh, offending one another, especially offending God's little children. Therefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off. If thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. In other words, what he's, all he's saying is he's not literally saying like the crazy guy that I worked with back a number of years ago that cut his hand off because he said it was doing things that it shouldn't have been doing. Uh, I, I, yeah, is it, yeah. It, it, can you believe that people would actually do something like that? Brother Ronald knows exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, he'd gotten taken the Word of God so literally that what he couldn't understand was when there's things that you're doing that, that are offensive, he says, stop it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, don't be, if your eyes offending you, quit looking at certain things. If your hand is doing certain things, uh, quit, you know, get it to the place to where it qu- will quit doing the things that's offending, uh, uh, before God. Uh, so the, so the language here, you understand. So he says, take heed, verse 10, that you despise not one of these little ones, one of these innocent little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven, their angels do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. For the, Son of Man, for the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. Uh, you know, we need to be mindful when we think about, uh, think about these little children. God, God has angels before Him that are, t- that are pleading for them every day. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I believe that verse of Scripture is teaching that these little front ones have a guardian angel uh, watching over them. We need to be careful about our offenses to them. Take heed. There's things we need to be taking heed to. Uh, if we could keep this list, I told some, I think I told them here a few weeks ago, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to print up a take heed list that we can all pin up to our refrigerators and remind us, you know, take heed to the doctrine. Take heed to what you hear. Take heed to God's commandments. Take heed to your tongue and what you say. Take heed how you do your charity and your alms. Take heed to the type of, 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 of the leaven of the Pharisees out there and what you do and how you conduct yourself. Take heed that you not offend one of God's little ones. May God bless us as we take heed to some of these things in, uh, in, uh, in our lives. May God bless you. It's our prayer.